You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. This is Roger B. You're listening to Locked and Loaded, and this is America's Web Radio. And today we're going to talk about things that we're thankful for, things that have made the gun industry better, things which, you know... It's hard to believe that we can make it better than it is. If you're wondering what the uh, pew, 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 that is um, Democrat liberal uh, gunfire. Yes, by their, with pew, their pew. fingers. With their fingers. That, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Armanderes from On Point with Victor hanging out with us today. Which now, if you use your finger gun, you can be arrested in school, government schools. Or your Pop-Tart gun. <laughs> oh, you know, that reminds me of a story I saw earlier today. Um, apparently, the TSA confiscated what they were calling a gun from somebody traveling. Right. Turns out, though, it was a wooden gun-shaped toilet paper holder. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't know, that some stuff? It, <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of rapid fire is going on in anyone's bathroom, but... Uh, but they decided he could not fly with it because it was shaped like a gun. It was shaped like a gun. Okay, how ridiculous are we getting now? Uh, I don't I think know. the only danger that um, gun-shaped toilet paper holder would be is if somebody slipped in their bathroom. And you know why, David? It's because they didn't use their, uh, oh, what's the dryer called? The tornado <laughs> body dryer. That's right. So if they had to use that, they wouldn't have slipped and fell, and then they wouldn't have had a rectal Falling, incursion yes. of the... I'm going to stop right there. Well, you know, they say, you know, and, and you may wonder, how does this, how does toilet paper relate to guns? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. People say, why do you need a thousand rounds of ammo? You know, why don't you just get enough to fill your magazines? I go, because you know what? When this stuff hits the fan, you don't want to have just one square of toilet paper sitting there. That's right. <laughs> one square. <laughs> you don't buy toilet paper one square at a time. You buy a bunch of it because you're going to need it. You know, Roger. Do you know how Texas Aggies cure that problem? I have no idea. (laughs) You want to know? I'm a New Yorker. Tell me. Fill me in. Okay, they take it, they fold it in quarters, and at the corner where all four corners are, you know, they tear it and make a little hole in it, and then they stick a finger through it. Oh, <laughs> icky! You know, there was a <laughs> that's a Texas Aggie for you. Oh, is it? Okay, that must be some sort of rivalry I'm unfamiliar with. It sounds like the shell technique from Demolition Man. Oh yeah, the three seashells. Three seashells. <laughs> you know, there um, it wasn't that long ago when there was actually a Democrat representative who proposed requiring using one sheet at a time. Was that the same guy that wanted to cut down on soft drinks? <laughs> oh, you mean that's that running for something? That or that, he is? Oh yeah, I think uh, that that guy uh, who who deemed it his job to tell you what you could drink, how big of a drink you could one get. square at a time. That sounds yeah. like a really crappy idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big crappy idea. Boy, how did this, this show went to the crapper real quick? <laughs> but, but David, I believe you were referring to Bloomberg. Who is a huge anti-gun oh my goodness. douchebag. But yet has he has armed security 24-7, 24/7. because he's a billionaire. He, he thinks his life wow. is worth more than yours. Not, he's an elitist, and he thinks his life is worth oh, more yeah. than yours. He, he, when he, if he ever gets elected to office, he is going to believe himself to be part of a ruling class, oh, a absolutely. monarchy. He, he uh, look, any... Uh, 
Democrat out there uh, or any of you listeners who are on the Democrat side, uh, look. We don't have you, any of them. Yeah, let's right. Them, let's call them liberals because there are some, there are some uh, rhinos out there. That's true. I don't Let's, really you know, care which party you're with. Is if, if you have liberal ideas, though, we're going to make fun of yeah, you. Yeah, we're going to make fun of you. But when 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 all of you out there are willing to put a big, huge sign in your yard that says "This is a gun-free house," and when when your the people you elect when they get rid of their armed security, then you can talk to me about That's wanting right. to get rid of guns. Let's see the politicians send their kids to school without guns protecting them. Mm-hmm. Let's see the halls of Congress. Get by with a sign and harsh language. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the next uh, Democrat representative walk through the streets of Chicago without an armed security. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to see wait, that. I have that story. Uh-oh. Okay. I have spawned another I, false. I didn't even know you could walk through the streets of Chicago. <laughs> well, get this. You don't want to walk in Hyde Park. <laughs> there was an Illinois state representative, Curtis Tarver. He's facing misdemeanor charges after the police cited him for carrying a concealed weapon with a revoked license. Imagine that. Wow. A state representative, for some reason. Now, they didn't say why he got his license revoked, but they can revoke him pretty much any reason, any time, for whatever. So now he's he was he was let go on no bond, and he's got a court date. He's got to go to court and defend himself for carrying a weapon in Chicago without with a revoked permit. You might say he's in deep toilet paper. He, he may be. I don't know. But he's a politician. He's probably going to make a few phone calls, and this will go away, just like most politicians oh, yeah. you know, work, work the thing. The elitist. In Chicago, you got to have a, uh, what's called a firearm owner's identification card, a FOID. And the grounds for revocation, if, if you're convicted of a felony, if you're being addicted to narcotics, if, you have a, if you're a patient of a mental health facility. Now, I don't know what caused his permit to get revoked. But he's done something, or it could be a. It'd be great if it was a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would laugh at that really and well. That would be. Oh. Now he is a first-term lawmaker who has campaigned in support of almost every gun control initiative, including red flag laws, state-level licensing for firearm de- dealers. And he says he wanted to focus on illegal guns in the city. Well, they started with his gun. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes destiny just works out for you. Sometimes yeah. the karma, poetic karma, justice. That's right. Does oh my work. goodness. I like that. Yeah, well, that's like I said. Yeah, we'll start. You, you know, I, I say this all the time to people like Bernie Sanders and, and any other liberal or socialist out there uh, you first that's right you, you first, first. So, you set an example yeah so when when these socialist sanders and all his ilk and the hollywood people and all these other people are out there telling me not to drive my v8 you first and that's telling right. me not to fly you first yeah get rid of that private jet before you tell yep. me that i can't take a plane exactly. trip you first that's right oh geez but this guy now it's ironic because now he stands accused of having an illegal gun in the city of Chicago. Yep, keep going. I just just lost. Yeah, so did I. Uh, it's okay. okay. It's live radio, it's so it happens. Because, you know, here he is pushing gun control agendas, and now he is being accused of having an illegal gun in Chicago. So I don't know what's going on with that. Ah, just keep going. It's live radio. Things happen. That's right. I, but, you know, uh, people can yeah. hear us. We just can't hear them. But that's but that's Chicago for you. I mean, that is Chicago for you. I mean, yeah. basically, here the politician. Finally, they caught a politician who's having an illegal gun, and I would love to see where this goes. I'm gonna have to follow up on this. 
because Illinois' gun laws are so screwy anyway. <laughs> you know, I want to hear his side of the story. What caused him to get his, his revocation? Yeah. Is it an old something? It is a misidentification? Or he's also a first-term state senator or state congressperson. So maybe he has some politicians on the other side of the aisle or somewhere who don't like him and want to get him out of there, and it's all the old Chicago way of doing things. That wouldn't surprise me either. They push a little button here or there, and boom. The only way to get a new way of Chicago doing things is to elect <laughs> the, the elusive Republican. <laughs> Would be to nuke it and start over. <laughs> you pretty much have to. Nuke it from it's, orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> you know, I personally know some Illinoisans who have uh, recently... <laughs> who are annoyed. Who recently left Illinois. And, uh, I mean, they're leaving because of the... The libtardness, not because you know it was a freedom-loving supposedly state. A, supposedly, it's a beautiful city. Oh, it is a beautiful. It is. I've it's been just, there. I used to work uh, in Chicago. Uh, it's a great, great city. The yeah, windy very city. windy. Yes. Very yes. windy. I have been there in the winter, and it I also have been to the uh, underground cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger place. I don't uh, know where that is. Oh, man, have you ever watched Saturday Night Live? Oh, when, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, oh, that, that's, that's, that's a real place. That's a real place. It's in Chicago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is a great city. You know, San Francisco used to be a great city. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Speaking of toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> Speaking where of are we? Paper. <laughs> they have a lack of it there for sure. <laughs> no, but they got a lot of for brains. Um, <laughs> Did I, you say shift for brains? <laughs> they shift. had a lot of shift. They had a lot of shift. The shift. Adam Schiff? Is that who you're? They had a lot of Adam Schiff for brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a shifty guy. <laughs> oh, my Yes. But I like I said, I was going to go with what I was thankful for, and let me start with this one. This is a story that's it's a, it's several months old, but apparently, according to statistics and according to news stories, a new generation of kids are now embracing firearms and shooting sports, despite all the anti-gun rhetoric, rhetoric you're hearing from televised kids lately, whining about how oh God we don't feel safe with guns around. More and more kids have taken up being trained in the use of guns, using weapons, getting into shooting sports, which is great. I mean, because that's the next generation that's going to come up and defend our Second Amendment rights. And you would think, by the way, the media covers this. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Because uh, honestly, I mean, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, if you're liberal, if you're if you're conservative, shooting guns is fun. There's no Absolutely. doubt about it. And <laughs> shooting Rapidly is fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Continuous absolutely. shooting is lots of fun. Um, no, it's true. You know, look, Ronald Reagan said it best. We we are we are always one generation away from freedom. And it's and the fact that they're increasing the number of children who are getting into shooting sports yeah. gives me faith for future generations yeah. that maybe they will stand up and defend themselves. You remember Roger back in the day? They used to have uh, gun shooting classes in school. Government I, schools I had I took shooting. a rifle class in college yeah. as a P.E. credit. Imagine that. <laughs> they had rifles on yeah. campus. We'd go down to the basement of the RTC building, yep. and we'd shoot at an indoor range they had at the University of Georgia. And we need to bring this back. I used to teach archery at a camp, and we used yeah. to have archery in school. But And the thing is, the anymore. safety aspect of it is what you teach first. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, it's the fact that these people are getting into this is very, very good. And it also says that the gender of these kids doesn't seem to matter. Boys and girls are both getting involved in getting into more shooting sports. So that's something that I look forward to seeing and uh, having more and more people come out, which would help, you know, 
boost things for gun-loving, freedom-loving, liberty-wanting Americans. You know, to keep the next generation coming up with that is going to be outstanding. So let's hope this continues and this trend continues. And all the uh, the fact is, people who live in urban environments are usually scared by guns. They see somebody with a gun, they freak out. They think everything's going to fall apart. It's like someone's carrying a nuclear bomb through their city. <laughs> you know, which is not the case, obviously, because if they're trained properly, anybody can handle a gun if they know what they're doing. All right, well, we're going to be right back. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to Locked and Loaded, and I am Roger B. Okay, Roger B., I'm going to take a couple of minutes of your time here just to uh, remind everybody about Thanksgiving. We've got a heck of a show Thanksgiving morning, 10 o'clock, with Rear Admiral retired Wendy Carpenter. She was the first lady to become an admiral in the Navy, and uh, she is dynamic. She's a navigator. Uh, As Wendy will say modestly, she's the best pilot in the world, and... uh, Listen, after talking to her, you best believe her. I'll take her word for it. But anyway, she's going to be here. We're going to, preceding uh, Wendy's uh, interview, we'll be doing, with our chaplain, we'll be doing a uh, very brief statement about the, the history of the military and our founding fathers and the way the country was built. And also, uh, then we'll, we'll be doing a, a brief prayer for our past, present, and future military. With that being said, I want to remind everybody, too, that if you haven't gone to it, Georgia is extremely fortunate because of a gentleman named Paul Langrier and also uh, Rick White, colonel. Both of them were colonels, retired. And uh, they founded and have organized and have downtown the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And this is all of the folks that have, or not all, but it's many of the folks that have served in our military and are the real heroes from Georgia. And you can go down to that, and it's it's a great tour. It's not open on the weekends, though. It's uh, it's like Chick-fil-A, just not open on Sundays. But anyway, uh, beyond that, uh, also coming March... Uh, 2020 is uh, John's Creek Healing Wall, which is a half size of the uh, Vietnam Wall in Washington, D.C. And this is the the healing wall that traveled all over the United States. You'll be able to go and look at it and look, find uh, friends that are deceased that uh, died in Vietnam for you and me. And that's the other thing that I, last thing I want to say is that, you know, we have many, many heroes, uh, some from Georgia, from, from all over the country that have kept this country free using weapons that are, you know, to keeping us free. And we should thank them. And I, as I mentioned in Victor's show, if you see somebody in uniform or you see somebody wearing a cap that says, I'm a veteran, buy them lunch or dinner, no matter where they are, and uh, show them how much you appreciate our veterans, our active duty folks now, and and also that goes for our first responders as well. So take care of them. Take care of everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll be back with Roger, Mr. Roger. 
right after this. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening Yes, oh that was uh, the compliments of me. Of Clint Eastwood, yes. <laughs> I mean, of Clint Eastwood. Thank you, Victor, for that Clint Eastwood introduction there. Yes. Do you feel hey, lucky? Who, well, to be living in America, who could not, who feel, could lucky? not feel lucky? We talked about it earlier, me and David did. And uh, and who who would who's not better than Clint, Dirty Harry himself, to introduce Roger B. Locked and Loaded. <laughs> That's right. And we're back to talk about things we're thankful for. And here's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint. Clint Eastwood. Uh, here's another story that I'm thankful for. There are middle schools now in Iowa, rural districts, that have updated their school curriculum requiring middle school students to take a firearms safety class. That's as now, it how, should be. No kidding. You don't tell people it's dangerous and don't teach them about the safety of it. That would be just ridiculous. Absolutely. But then again, you know... Ridiculous seems to be the middle the name of some of the mantra of government of the, government the, schools. The, the yes, ridiculous. Let's add that to our our curriculum. Well, think about it. A to a bureaucrat, you should fear and hate or be scared of, or, or I mean any anything that have to do with a gun. I mean, come on, a toilet paper. Holder. Roll holder yes. shaped like a, a gun. gun. Which sounds pretty cool. Shaped I'm going to have to look that up. It does sound cool. I want one myself. <laughs> but that's supposed to terrify you. I mean, how ridiculous are our so-called politicians and Well, I mean, this is a step in the right direction, I think, because they're teaching kids. Now, during this course that they have to take, it's a required course for all middle schoolers, they will be using inoperable guns with replica ammunition to learn how to load, how to unload, how to check for clear, how to hold and care for firearms, how to safely carry a gun. The students will also be taught how to learn when a gun is loaded and when it's not. Every child, I think, should learn, you know, once they reach a certain age, which is pretty early, uh, should learn how to, if you find a gun, how to clear it, how to check it, how to 
I mean, or at least be told go find safety. an adult. Yes, go uh, well. Go if find you're an too adult, small. Of course. Yeah. But I would rather you know if I had a seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old or whatever, I would want them to be able to instead of run away and leave that gun there for somebody else to get. Right, right. Like pick it up, clear it, disarm it, or you know. That's that's what, exactly what they're teaching. That's what they're teaching these middle schoolers to do: how to clear a weapon, how to check yeah. to see if it's loaded, how to load and unload, so they know how to unload a weapon if they do find it. And so far, this, the school districts, districts have gotten no negative feedback from any parents in the district Ooh, on their website. Imagine that. Imagine that. Parents going, and this will require all 7th and 8th graders in the North Butler District and 8th graders in Clarksville District. Students will have the option of taking a similar safety class during the evening. Now, this is a great idea, teaching kids that guns are not toys. They are tools. They can be dangerous, but you must treat them with respect. You must know how to handle them safely. There is nothing wrong with this at all. This is a great idea. This is something I would be thankful for to see in almost every school system. Because if kids understand that guns are not toys and they're not something to play with, that they're they're important tools and they can be dangerous, then maybe there'd be a lot less school shootings. We can only hope. We can only hope. But we will see. Well, you know, if we put some uh, armed citizens in those schools, those uh, shootings would happen far less. Well, let's just say they would end a lot quicker. Oh yeah, even if there was one, yeah, they wouldn't be as uh, they wouldn't. They may not be mass shootings by the time they're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You fire one it, shot, we kill you. It's over with. <laughs> yep. Hey, look what happened a week or two ago in the parking lot of a Walmart, which the Democrats are trying to call a mass shooting. It was not. You had a uh, a husband who split with his wife. The wife got a new boyfriend. The husband didn't like it. He went to Walmart, shot the boyfriend, shot the wife. An armed citizen intervened, and the douchebag shot himself. Well, you know, so, so all three of them are gone. But you know, at yeah. least you know he didn't kill any other people who were not involved. But, in the, but whole situation. the armed citizen put a stop to right. Could have he kept him worse. from driving away and maybe coming back doing it again later? Well, driving away he kept him from going in the Walmart and starting to shoot and up people. Shoot, yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly because. Well, you know, the more people who have skill, who know what they're doing, who can carry, is the more people. Basically, these are your first responders that don't take minutes to get there. These are the people who are going to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing I'm thankful for. It turns out that the women's involvement in shooting sports has increased by over 200%. Woo! So it's not just men anymore. This has been a male-dominated sport for a very long time. Hmm. And now it looks like women are starting to get the hang of it. They're getting involved. Roger, you know, just more common sense coming from me. Why did I never hear the Democrats accusing uh, the gun sport of being chauvinist? Why did I not hear feminists saying we need to have more women involved in uh, shooting ranges or more women involved in the shooting sports? Because anything involvement with guns is bad in Democrats' <laughs> eyes. Exactly. Doesn't matter if it's if it's a toilet paper roll so. or a real gun; they don't care. No so. gun should be allowed anywhere, according to them. So they're hypocrites. Oh my God, yes. But you know, <laughs> so there's organizations that are coming out teaching women how to shoot with other women, so they feel comfortable and they're not, you know, because some people they don't, you know, with new people they're not as good as instructors as they should be. They have kind of an arrogant attitude. I've seen this happen before. In fact, we had a. Uh, a lady shooter on our on my show once and we interviewed her and I even asked her about how did it feel going into a predominantly men's sport 
being a woman, and she said everybody she ran into treated her with the utmost respect. They treated her nicely. They were more than helpful with everything that they that anything she asked about. They were more than helpful trying to help her out, get involved, and stay involved in the sport. So um, let's be honest, Roger. The first thing she said was she wished she were single. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but it was just it was funny because yeah, I mean most most people in the shooting sports are very helpful. They're not, you know, you don't find a lot of people who are too terribly arrogant when it comes to new shooters. They all want to help new shooters get involved because we all know in the end the Second Amendment needs as many supporters as we can possibly muster. And the Second Amendment doesn't care whether you're young, old, male, female, what religion you are, what party you stand for. As long as you support the Constitution and the right to keep and bear arms, none of the other stuff matters. So now we've got kids taking classes in schools. We've got women's involvement in shooting sports up 200%. This is turning out to be a fantastic <laughs> show of things to be thankful for. To be for. thankful for. That's without right. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And all of those hopefully will turn into some smart voters. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but wait, if you continue listening now, it turns out that the FBI has been doing a little bit of research, anticipating a few things, thinking that 2019, over the holiday season, could set records for NICS checks for firearm purchases. Now, what this means is they could sell more guns in this holiday season than they've ever sold in any other holiday season. In fact, I think it was two years ago, they sold enough guns on Black Friday alone we sold more guns than there are active duty Marines in the service in the entire world. Wow. So Americans like their guns. Yes, yes, we do. In fact, I think I'm going to have to participate. In I know. I urge everybody as a holiday, yes. if, even if you think I have too many guns already, get a gun for a friend. Get him a <laughs> gift card to a gun range or a gun store. Let him go pick something out. Yes. In fact... Roger, I got a request uh, earlier today from a couple of nephews that you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the way, if you're interested in sending gift cards for gun for gun stores, my address is... is. <laughs> <laughs> you can send it right here to the station if you want. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you have friends who, who think, oh, boy, they've done a lot for me this year, I'd really like to help them out, maybe I can or get them some shooting lessons. That's always a good gift for someone who's kind of on the fence teetering. Get them some shooting lessons or some introduction to, to shooting where they can get some professional help to get started with. Give them an introduction so they can get out and try it. Because regardless of what anybody says, it's fun. If you're taught correctly and you learn how to do it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. But, so get out there and do it. You know, Buy some more guns. Buy some ammunition. Buy some parts. If you have enough, help somebody else get something. Even if it's just taking them to the store and giving them the, a little guidance or directing them towards a place where they can go get some lessons or take an introductory class to get started. Because you know what? The more people we have supporting the Second Amendment, the better off we are. That's so again, right. And the more voters we have supporting the Second Amendment the will F vote correctly. The FBI seems to think we're going to get – in fact, we have not had less than 2 million checks since 1998. Okay, we are going to be right back. We've got to take a quick break, but you're listening to America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded.
You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome. We are back. This is Locked and Loaded. I am Roger B., and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And we have our special guest today, Victor Armendariz <laughs> from On Point with Victor. He's joining us today to help uh, throw his unique perspective into I, I, our talk about guns. I did not have sexual relations with that. Hi, this is Bill Clinton, and I, I encourage you to get out and shoot, because you never know when you might have to shoot. Well, we, I can't say I can't say what I was going to say. Well, that's right, because we don't know who Hillary shot. It was going to have something to do with Hillary. <laughs> Epstein did not kill himself. Just had to throw that well, like in. I, I read that somewhere today. I, I, I would, <laughs> If I were in Vegas, I'd put money down that Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> well, you know, they said, was it CBS said this story about Epstein didn't just die? They go, the story didn't just die. It committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> you know um, Bill Clinton had this really, really horrible look on his face the other day. And uh, somebody pointed out to me, they said, well, You'd make that face, too, if you just happen to look into your wife's calendar and find the date for your suicide. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, wait a second. You all are forgetting our cousins across the pond and uh, Prince Andrews and his smiley face about, oh, that couldn't be my hand around. That's right. That's right. I believe he resigned because of it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he resign? I think so. I think so. Or stepped down or... Did something? How do you resign yeah, from being you, the queen's being son, the prince? I don't. You know. become the queen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not that the, there's anything wrong with that. Uh, the views expressed here by Roger V are not necessarily the views of America's Web Radio. That's right. And his home address is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we already decided we're going to send gun gift certificates there. That's right. But okay, so the FBI is hoping. Or I don't know if they're hoping. I'm hoping <laughs> that they break the record of 27.5 million gun background, background gun checks. checks. You hear that, liberals? In one holiday checks. season, which means that could sell as many as 27 million guns into American hands. Speaking of background checks, Roger, I actually had a question from a listener who wanted to know. Uh, Oh, we have a question. Yes, a question about uh, is there a federal mandated background check for all 50 states? 
Yes, there is. Well, of course, it's federal, right? Yes. But that but this is the question. I only no, no, no. I am the purveyor of questions. Well, no, I understand that because a lot of people think, oh, you can go to a gun show and just buy one yeah. without, and mm-hmm. it's like no. Now, different states have different rules when it comes to citizens selling citizens', citizens guns. Right. In Illinois, they just passed where you if you can't sell as a citizen, right? You can't oh, Kai, let yeah. me ask you this question: Shoot. If you if <laughs> if you have a carry license can you go into a gun show and say okay here's my carry license you can't have one of these unless you've been checked out correct absolutely that's the and way that varies state by state mm-hmm. but in georgia i know if you have a carry permit in most states if you have a carry permit you bypass the background check but because you still have to fill out the federal form yep. and they take copies of your gun permit and copies of your driver's license mm-hmm. so it's not like they just hand you a gun because you showed them a permit and you throw them a few hundred bucks you right. got to fill out all the proper forms you got to have all your licenses up to date in order and current in order to get that gun still so that would actually be more sales than actually the numbers are showing because you wouldn't require the federal background check again again and then then let's be clear for the liberal listeners and democrats out Mm -hmm. there that with a gun permit you we've already been subjected to quite the rectal exam And uh, this is why, <laughs> you know, it's not like we get a permit and no background check, believe me. And the fingerprint. And, yeah, exactly. you know, I think they're adding to that, and I'm, I'm serious. Aren't they, adding, uh, <laughs> aren't they adding to that the uh, eye, picture of the eyes as well? Uh, or the oh, the retinal the scan, retinal perhaps? Scans. I don't know. I've not, not heard sure. that yet. I'll mm-hmm. look into it, though. I but you got to realize, people who buy a gun with a gun permit will not necessarily be subjected to another NICS check, but they already have fingerprints on file mm-hmm. with the state and with the FBI and have gone a th- undergone a thorough FBI and state background check. So it's even more thorough than when you go buy one without a permit. That's why they allow you to bypass the check again because you've already had the FBI background check and fingerprints on file exactly. if you have a permit. You know, uh, fingerprints on file, uh, I had, well, I've been fingerprinted several times now. Once when you go into the military, you're fingerprinted. Secondly, uh, when I got my first carry permit, I was fingerprinted. When I got my second one, or when I had to go re-up, I got it again. And... uh, don't they keep those? Say, I thought that was the whole point. You keep them on file. They do, but your fingerprints change over time, too, so they want to get updated copies. Because, you know, as you get scars and nicks or your fingers, you know, wear differently, you're going to change your fingerprints ever so slightly. My and fingers keep, are wearing? That's right. <laughs> and they keep changing the system, too. Now they've done electronic fingerprints a lot of places where you actually go on, like, a, a screen of glass, and they do the fingerprints on the glass screen, and that is a lot easier to store because they're electronic. And they're a lot easier to do, too. It takes, you know, just a couple minutes, no ink, no rollers. You use this invisible ultraviolet ink or something to do it, wipe it off, you're done. Mm-hmm. No messy, no must, no fuss, no cards or anything. Everything's electronically stored. No messy goo. Which means they can send copies anywhere instantly and have everything checked out. So, well, yes. What we need and what I was, uh, what I was what getting What did they do to? with those fingerprints around Epstein's neck? <laughs> uh, you know, they're still investigating cover them up. <laughs> They've tried to cover them up. You know, oddly enough, they used I think Hillary of, said cover them up. You mean like with makeup? You mean with, with <laughs> bleach? Well, I believe the, uh, a bottle of uh, Clinton bleach was found in Epstein's <laughs> yeah, cell. Yeah, thank. <laughs> Some kind of acid wash. Uh, something she's familiar with. 
I've heard the two guards. Is that what happened to Hillary's face? <laughs> oh, now let's not now, be personal. I won't. <laughs> Although you got to realize, Bill Clinton and Trump are the same age, and look at Hillary and look at Melania. And <laughs> no comparison. <laughs> I would say the businessman wins again. That's right. So be aware of that. And the lying lawyer. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, not making any judgment, just right. pointing out the just facts. Uh, hell, you're just, not. Just, <laughs> just the facts. Just okay, the facts. if I can get both of them on the phone and have them meet you for drinks this evening, which one you want? Who, Clinton or Trump or Hillary or, or Melania? Hillary or Hillary Melania. Melania. Oh, I'm going with seven language Melania. That's right. I think I want to. I want to learn a few <laughs> things from her. Can't learn much from Hillary, and I don't want to make her mad at me because God knows I, where where my suicide would happen. I would duck. I wouldn't be able to not look at Hillary cross-eyed, and people tend to have suicidal thoughts when they cross Hillary. So. Right. Or if they're in the same room with her, even. Exactly. Oh, no. Oh, what if you were in the bedroom with her? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. This whoa. Is, oh, yeah. Now, hold on. Hold This is a family show. It is? Uh, I think so. The Godfather, yeah. <laughs> hey, I only had to have sex with her one time, and it worked. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But well, maybe you know, should... this is the Thanksgiving week show, so it's, we're going uh, off the rails here. No, That's okay, though. No holds barred. But now I got to bring up one quick thing about New Zealand. We talked about them this summer. They had a in the wake of the Christchurch massacre. They had an instituted a gun grab, a gun control uh, laws. They rushed through in the heat of the moment, trying to you know have a knee jerk reaction to such a. Uh, uh, a tragic event, mm. trying to collect what they think is approximately 175,000 military-style semi-automatic rifles. So far, after what has it been like seven, eight months, uh, they've got about 20% of them collected. Mm. So that means that 80% of the people have lost these in tragic boating accidents. Horrible boating accidents. Horrible. Or have just decided they're going to not comply and see what happens and push the government I mean, to try and go further. I, Wait a second. You sort of, you call a, a gun jerk? Is that what you said? This is my knee, weapon. This is my gun. <laughs> no, no, no. Knee jerk reaction. Oh, knee jerk. Knee jerk. Knee jerk. You know, there, there, was, there was possible, possible, a possible earthquake that split the earth. Some guns fell into that crack. That's right. Um, you know, it's amazing. Amazing. I've heard, you know, people say they've had these boating accidents. In mm-hmm. fact, one guy told me he was going boating next week. That's right. And I was like, oh, goodness, well, you know, be careful. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, whatever you do, so, don't drown. Don't drown. And, and it's, I wonder reason. if a company could come up with life preservers for my guns. <laughs> <laughs> Since so many of them are lost are in these lost tragic accidents. I think they already got them for your gun. <laughs> I would hope so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so you think 80% of the people in New Zealand are not complying with this It's probably this more law. than that. Yeah, well, they're, they're taking a guess as so, to the yeah, numbers. There's probably a lot of other stuff out there that yeah. nobody's ever known about. Now, also in New York, they had the SAFE Act, which was passed. And wait, wait a second. Let's go back to New Zealand. Okay. Did, did I like they, New Zealand. Did they... Uh, don't they play with them boomerangs, too? <laughs> did they, did they uh, take them... They haven't perfected the boomerang bullet yet. I don't think God. they have kangaroos there, do they? I don't know. I've never been to Australia or to New Zealand, although I would like to. 
Although less now that New Zealand is being so. Did you, did you notice our company trip and I didn't even notice? Apparently I did. I didn't Man. know we were going. Me huh. either. Who knew? You guys sent, sent, sent me to Wendy's to get Frosties. <laughs> when I came back, your guys were gone. <laughs> I believe we've got to do some remote radio shows. Yeah, from New Zealand. From New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because in New York they passed the SAFE Act, which required gun owners to, to with register. Safety? Had required gun owners to register "quote unquote" assault weapons as part of the state's you, you newly mean, expanded definition. You mean legal, law-abiding citizens? Yes, to register. Not Obviously, criminal. criminals will never register anything because they're criminals. There you go. And they've had a success rate there in New York of less than thirty-three percent, which means two-thirds of the people in New York are saying, "Forget you." Yeah, forget you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can come pry this out of my come. cold. Dead, Dead hands. That's now, right. Who is their mayor? Yeah, some douchebag. <laughs> Com- Comrade de Blasio? De Blasio. I think that's him. Comrade de Blasio. But now in New Zealand, the prime minister came out and actually said, owning a firearm is a privilege, not a right. So that they have that there. They, they have no right to own yeah, weapons in, in, New in New Zealand. They are correct. You know, so you people who think it's, – it's amazing to me that people are out there marching in the streets – to get their rights taken away from them. Mm-hmm. For the first time in history, these people are marching to take our gun rights away from yes. us. We don't Please want our gun rights. Take away my right. It is pretty messed up when you think about it. And yet people in Hong Kong are fighting with bows and arrows because that's all they can find. And, and they're flying American flags. Flying the flag, yeah. Because they think America is the best place in the world to be. Look, there are countries out there that uh, free speech is a privilege and it is not a right. And you've got, we have a movement in our own country, mostly on college campuses, trying to squash the First Amendment, right? Oh, absolutely. And without the Second Amendment to back it up, yeah, you're going to have no First Amendment either. You know, the Second Amendment works both ways. Without the Second Amendment, you cannot maintain the First, but also without the Second Amendment, if they did get rid of the First, well, that's going to stop them from getting rid of the First because of the Second Amendment. I mean, the Second Amendment plays a part in... Just about everything. Keeping of a free all society. our rights, keeping yeah. all our rights at the front, at the forefront of what we need to protect. Absolutely, yeah. because if you can't, if you can't protect them, then the rights don't mean anything. But now I know why they don't teach these rights in school. Because if you don't know about them, it's much easier to take them if, away. If you had an informed <laughs> populace, it's much harder to convince them to vote for their own demise. Right, and it's just it's funny how the rights. Now this is something that is interesting. What rights do protesters have? Do they have the right to stand in front of your car and block traffic? I mean, these people, people who are driving, they need to get to work. They need to go pick up their kids. They need to go get their bucket of chicken for dinner. That's right. Freedom of speech. Standing what in, they say. Standing in front of a car is freedom yeah, of speech. However, but they cannot, yeah, they can't obstruct your right to freedom. So Yeah, so what about um, your right to get food, to pick up your kids? Exactly. On your to get right home to, to your... You know, it's to the, your loved ones. It's the life, liberty, and happiness. Don't have them. So anyway, <laughs> there's a video out there. I don't know exactly how you would find it, but it was basically an Antifa member tries to block a car and assault someone, and it doesn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see this video because I hope they pound. I'm going to do my best to describe it. This guy was standing in front of the car, and the guy in the car gets out of the car, pushes the guy to the side, gets back in his car and starts to go. The guy jumps back in front of his car. Well, at that point, you deserve to just... So now he's in the car, so he's kind of nudging him along, pushing him, 
And we'll be back after these few words from our sponsors and continue the story with the Antifa idiots versus regular citizens. This is America's Web Radio, and you're listening to Locked and Loaded. Last week, my party chief said he wanted to go someplace he had never been before. So I took him to the rear property line. Sound familiar? Are you tired of trudging all the way to the back of property lines? Why not take the steps to become a crew chief instead? Or even better, why not become a professional land surveyor and see your name stamped on that final survey? The Nettleman Institute of Land Surveying Engineering Technology is your next step. At NYSET, we believe you are the future of surveying, and we want to do everything we can to help you succeed at becoming a professional surveyor. NYSET offers the only online one-year certificate of land surveying program that includes all books, fees, and expenses in one simple price. Visit LandSurveyCareer.com to stop trucking through the mud and step into your future today. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back. We're going to pick up right where we left off with this Antifa member tries to block the car. The guy gets out of the car, pushes him out of the way, gets back in his car. The guy, the Antifa member, jumps back in front of his car. Like an idiot. So this guy starts going forward a little bit of time, kind of nudging him out of the way, and then he takes a hard turn to the right. The guy ends up on the side of the car. The guy starts taking off. The Antifa member, with his big wooden stick or club or baseball or whatever it is, smacks the side of the driver's door. Mistake. And now this guy decides, oh, no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> gets out of his car. Well, he should have slammed on the brakes. He did, slams oh, on the brakes, yeah. gets out of the car, throws the guy to the ground, and you can see him just face-punching him at least four or five times good, <laughs> smacks him in the back of the head. Then he goes to pick up the baseball bat or the wooden club, and he throws it off to the side of the road. Now, I thought for a minute he was going to take that club and give him a proper and beating. A proper beating, which he would have deserved. Now, granted, if, if you're with kids, do not watch this in front of kids because it is full of very colorful expletives. <laughs> this guy is just, he's ranting, raving this guy up one side and down the other, but he gets the best of them. And the guy's on the ground kind of dazed. You can tell he's not unconscious, but he is not happy. I hope he uh, took off the douchebag's mask. In the process. Oh, he was he was just punching him in the face. He was probably blood-soaked by the time he was done. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but, yeah, he smacked the guy's car. The guy gets out of the car and starts beating this guy to a pulp. It was so satisfying to watch, I have to yeah. admit. <laughs> you cannot damage another person's property. I know. Now, that's a crime. Repercussions. That's right, because he got past him without hurting him. Yep. And then the guy got pissed because he got past him, so he went and smacked the side of his car with his little wooden club. And as he did that, he dropped his little wooden club. Probably a good thing, because if the guy had come, if the driver had gotten out of the car and the guy had come after him with a little wooden club, he probably would have beat him to a pulp. Pulp. There'd <laughs> be nothing left of him. But would have taken that bat away from him and, and beat him and up one show side. Show him how to properly swing a bat. That's right. <laughs> 
But he got he's uh, and it was funny because he was just yelling at him all the way back to his car, getting in it. He was calling him all kinds of names. It was so much fun to watch. Mm. I say, I guess if you just go, Antifa member tries to block a car and assault someone, it doesn't go well. If you can <laughs> Google that, you'll probably find it. It's great. It's only like forty five seconds long, but it is hysterical. I love those stories. They are second only to when I see a law-abiding citizen use a gun to stop a crime. Right. Um, and here the guy didn't have it. to use a gun, however. Right, right, but I'm just saying it's a great This thing. would be something to consider. I mean, are you prepared to protect your family? What if the Antifa guys step up their game? What if they have knives, swords, or they have guns yeah, in the future? Yeah, which they're already doing. I mean, Antifa has been threatening people all over and getting away with it. Yeah, they're the, claiming that they're going to start moving into the yeah. gun realm of things. Well, there's a reason that uh, you don't hear a lot of Antifa stories with like this in uh, Georgia or Alabama or Tennessee. <laughs> or, there's a reason. There's a reason this stuff happens in Portland or San Francisco or yeah. know, these cities where the police are told to leave the Antifa guys right. alone. Because we here in the South, we don't wait on the police. No, we we'll hold that guy at gunpoint, put him in handcuffs, and stand and on his stand neck, stand on the his cops neck until the cops arrive, and then we'll happily hand them over to the local law enforcement. That's right. Speaking of law enforcement, Roger, let me mention real quick uh, for anyone listening that's out there or that's in Georgia and even outside of Georgia, because this guy could use your help. Um, we do have a sheriff race that's going to happen, and uh, we have a guy, a Harold Dennis, who's a listener of the shows. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, who is going to run for sheriff. So look up Harold Dennis. That's the guy you want to be uh, your new DeKalb County sheriff. Yeah, one of the most corrupt counties in the country. That's a horrible county, but, uh, you know, if anybody we, can fix we, it. You need to start fixing it somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, I'm going to go over a couple things real quick because i got a couple more minutes of all. With the Thanksgiving holiday coming up fast, I had to stop and think, what am I thankful for, at least on the gun front? <laughs> I mean, after getting past the family, friends, food, blah, 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 all that crap. I'm you know, let's get this 223, for 9mm, for 22. Well, I was going to be a go little ahead. more generic, but, you know, I mean, okay, like... I'm thankful for precision bolt-action rifles becoming more popular. And thus coming down in price, making them more affordable across the board and chassis systems available at almost every budget. And I suppose a lot of this has to do with computer-controlled CNC machines being able to do, in a few hours, what used to take hundreds of hours of hand-fitting and everything to do. Now you can buy one factory-made that shoots as well as one 20 years ago did that was custom-made from scratch. So I'm really thankful for those. I'm also thankful for pistol braces, the things that allow you to make your pistol with a rifle caliber short enough to be easily easy to handle. <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad that these have become available in all the forms, all the different types and styles there are. These are fantastic. Excellent. Because <clears throat> pistol braces are great. I really do like them. It makes, you know, it's one of my favorite accessories for ARs and pistol caliber carbine style weapons. They're great. Another thing, finally, I'm thankful for plentiful ammunition. After living through the Obama (laughs) years years. and the shortages we experienced there, I'm so grateful to buy as much ammo as I want and at reasonable prices. (laughs) In fact, from what I'm seeing, this year will be another year of plentiful supply with rebates going on. Mm. It might even be cheaper than stuff was before 2008. Woohoo! That's right. Stock up on ammo, folks. That's right. Might as well. The economy's doing well. Let's spend that money. Let's keep those jobs flowing. What was that guy? What's the guy running who's going to give $1,000 to everybody just for being alive? Zang, yang. Zang, yang, Yang, wing, wing. Zang, wing. 
<laughs> and apparently he sent out a text message to everybody. I think I may have mentioned this before, and he says, how, how would you like to get $1,000 a month just for, for supporting me, blah, 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 and Mike Just for me, yeah. And this guy texts in the back. He goes, just to be perfectly clear, I'll be spending every penny of that on guns and ammo. On guns and ammo. (laughs) (laughs) The government wants to help me buy a gun, hey, knock yourself out. You know, if they say you have a right to health care and the government should pay for it, you definitely have a right to guns. The government should pay for it. That's a fine point. (laughs) That's a fine point because nowhere in the Constitution is health care mentioned. That's right. But I can show you where the Second Amendment is. That's right. It's it's the one second it's down. the one second down. You can't miss it. Uh, it's one of the big can, ones. If you can count to two, you can get you there. You can't miss it. I'm also thankful for plentiful quantities of AR parts, weapons, accessories. They have been plenty, plentifully available this year and look like it's going to be following suit into the next year as well. I've seen complete ARs for less than $400. And everyone needs a family of ARs. I'm I don't think there's ever been a better time to acquire an AR platform or acquire another AR. Another AR. Is yeah. right now. Now, since I've been acquiring these since before the first ban in 94, you know, I know this is probably one of the best times ever. So if you've been putting it off, now might be the time to get that first one or add to a collection or even give gifts. Gifts. Of AR kits or parts That's- to... To That's like-minded individuals. America's Web Radio, <laughs> Sandy Springs, Georgia. Care of Roger B. and Victor. That's right. Now, make sure you give these gifts to like-minded individuals. We don't want to offend the liberals That's by right. giving them gun parts for Christmas. You do not Although, want to do cause they celebrate liberal Christmas? Liberals? Mm, yeah, I don't think they believe question. in any of that. You know, I don't they, know. They celebrate maybe some holiday... Maybe they vape stuff, wear skinny jeans, and wear man buns. <laughs> or man, yeah, maybe that's what they do for it. Maybe there's some weird holiday that maybe, we don't know about. Maybe they light up their cry closets. Oh, uh, there you go. You know, Put a little Christmas tree lights in the cry closets. Right. It's possible. May make themselves a um, safe space. Decorate from, their safe space. From the religious uh, punishings that are coming. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have too much Christmas. That's right. Oy okay. Baby. I'm also thankful for the plentiful supply of standard capacity magazines that are available for almost every weapon out there and at some of the best prices we have seen in decades. Woo-hoo. Of course, those are still some of us who reside in liber- liberty restricted states, you know, who like California, who cling to status freedom hating ideas that guns are a privilege and not a right, even though the Constitution clearly states the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Silly politicians, maybe they should read the Constitution. Ooh, boy, wouldn't that that would disqualify. If that were a requirement, do you know how many politicians would be disqualified? Most of them. And most of them. Yeah. In fact, you know, get together with like-minded individuals, buy a huge quantity, get the good discounts, yes. and give them out like candy canes over Christmas. That would be fantastic. Everybody gets an AR-15 magazine this, this year. That's right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's have the Oprah of guns. Uh, you get an AR-15, you get an AR-15, and you get an AR-15. Like I say, and if you can't afford the AR-15s, give out some magazines to all your friends yeah. who don't have them. Could Every, always use them. Always use extra magazines, always. extra ammo, all that great There's stuff. No it's such always thing. There. No such thing as too much ammo and no such thing as too many magazines. And just knowing that it will piss off the liberals, 
We all know there's not that's, there's nothing that's more fun than that. That is an extra Christmas miracle. That's right. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> piss off a liberal today okay, well, should be God. everyone's mantra. I'm also thankful for belt-fed semi-automatic automatic weapons. Oh, me too. After all, who doesn't like those? I mean, come on, honestly, who doesn't get a big smile on their face and a warm feeling in their hearts when seeing a long belt of ammo hanging out of the side of a big, seriously-looking black rifle. You know, one of my motorcycle helmets on the back of it has a sticker that says, happiness is a belt-fed weapon. That's right. It just it makes me giddy just thinking uh, about it. It, make, it puts a look at the smile on our faces just That's by right. saying belt-fed weapon. I know. They're awesome. We should all say it together, belt belt-fed weapon. Yeah, in case you have wives or boyfriends and you want to give them a hint, Belt-fed weapon is always a good choice for any gun enthusiast, just so you know. (laughs) I'm also thankful for binary triggers and their availability on more weapons than ever before because, after all, who doesn't like every once in a while to click on the fun switch and do a mag dump or two? Yes. Especially with less expensive ammo. (laughs) (laughs) With ammo dropping in price, I mean... That just makes the value of a binary trigger that much more valuable. I know, because now they're available for so many more weapons than they've ever been available before. So forget bump stock. Go binary. Sweet, sweet, sweet sweet music to the ears. I'm also thankful for surplus weapons coming back into the country and the companies that make the U.S.-made parts to make these legal again. Because after the ban in 1989 went into effect... They weren't allowed to use the receiver part, which is the gun, if you've ever built anything. The receiver is the gun part, and if they use an American-made receiver, all the rest of the parts you can get foreign-made and put together and put these surplus weapons back together. And now companies are making the receivers, buying these kits from overseas and building these surplus weapons and making them available, putting them in the back in the putting them back in the hands of gun-loving Americans That's everywhere. That's right. That's right. Because after all, variety is the spice of life. Yes, yes it is. And when there's, we all know how supply and demand works. That's right. So make sure. supply, it's going to be easier to get them. Don't think that that gun you thought you were going to get in the 80s is no longer available. Check around and see because a lot of these things are coming back around. They're finding ways to bring them back in, finding ways to meet the restrictions that were put on them in the in the 19 in the 1989 gun ban. And before a liberal's head blows, what I meant was not easier to get but uh, l- cheaper or at least more cost efficient. More affordable. More affordable. That's right. The Affordable Gun Act. That's what we need to pass. The Affordable Gun Act. I'm all for uh, we're going to author that bill uh, <laughs> after we get off the air. So That's stay right. Stay tuned for the Affordable Gun, gun Act. Act. That's right. We've had the Affordable Care Act, which is a big Train wreck. Which was the opposite. It was the unaffordable health care. That's right. He kept saying affordable, affordable. affordable. I do not think that word means what he think it means. <laughs> I, you know, there was a lot of things that I, he said that I don't think he knew what, I mean, come on. This is the guy that said, uh, you, you, you didn't build that. Someone else built that for you. That's right. Yeah, because I mean, uh, they were there when I was swinging that hammer. And <laughs> yeah. final thought for the day, the most important thing that I am thankful for is our founding fathers, including the Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights. And David. And the legend David for running this fantastic radio station known as America's Web Radio. And allowing a couple of dudes like us. <laughs> to Did you post. say douches? Oh, dudes. I said dudes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. This is Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.